Welcome to MAP, the bi-weekly market access podcast provided by Mars Market Access and Pricing Strategy, which is your healthcare consultancy in the German-speaking markets. Mars makes it as easy as possible for you to get your pharmaceutical, medtech or digital health product to the market and of course get the price it deserves. My name is Stefan Walzer, I'm the founder of Mars and a health economist by training and working in the fields of market access, reimbursement, pricing and health economics already since 2004. Additionally, I founded the consultancy P&N Pricing and Negotiations in Healthcare based in Toronto, Canada, which supports companies and individuals globally by coaching, simulations and training, especially on negotiations. This service is including our innovative virtual reality simulation program and is part of the Negotiation Lab. And now let's learn about the market access and reimbursement systems around the globe. Right now, the Ukraine is the center of attention of the entire conscious world, which is struggling with the medieval manifestation of aggression and terrorism on the part of Russia. That's the way how a quite new white paper on cancer care in the Ukraine is starting, which has been developed by EIR Hub, a consulting firm focused on delivering market access and recruitment projects for life sciences stakeholders across Europe and in the Ukraine. The key author is Yevgen Brovko, with whom I also try to put such a podcast together. And because of the attack by Russia on the Ukraine, it was also quite difficult to get the podcast, the episode for that, really being finalized in the last couple of weeks. To my knowledge, Yevgen is doing well, but we had really difficult to record the session in a very simple terms. I mean, you could have really felt the impact by the aggression by Russia on the Ukraine daily life. I mean, it was just difficult to find time slots when the energy supply, when, for example, light electricity was really up there that we could also record the session. Hence, this episode is not only very special from the contents perspective, but it's also very special how we recorded it, as Yevgen sent me different kind of slots, recording slots, which we have then put together into a full episode. Even hard, but let's move a bit into the content. The Ukrainian healthcare system with all its constituent elements is experiencing supercritical loads and unpredictable interventions caused by the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. There are different kind of components of that. One is for sure the physical part, the probably hardest part, there are healthcare providers, physicians, nurses, and all of those, as well like patients, being killed. Bombing and destruction of the infrastructure is happening. We see that daily, also in the news. Financially, it has a big impact because of the reduction and reallocation of funds, drastic damage to capital. A systemic one with the decline in the migration of patient populations and the population in general. And finally also conceptually, with the ongoing reforming and rethinking of the role of the healthcare system and its elements. So the paper, what Yevgen and his team put together, is really a bigger kind of overview how the current healthcare system, with a focus on oncology, is currently up there. Yevgen Brovko is the former MedTech market access expert in CEE Central Asia and South Caucasus, and is currently the managing partner of market access at EIR Hub. 
Important is probably also, I think he is coming out of the banking system, was then moving into the pharmaceutical area. Also, for example, where he was a partner, or still is a partner um, for market access at U Pharma Consulting in Kiev. But now let's listen to what Evgen is reporting around cancer care in the Ukraine. Evgen, in a nutshell, could you summarize cancer care in the Ukraine until the end of 2021? As with anywhere in Europe, oncological diseases pose a significant burden on the Ukrainian healthcare system. Moreover, the cancer incidence among the 30 to 69 year old age groups in Ukraine is the second highest among other European countries. Due to such a burden, cancer care was among the priority areas within the healthcare system in Ukraine. More specifically, the oncology benefit packages were introduced with the healthcare financing reform for secondary and tertiary medical care in 2020. They covered all needed interventions for qualified cancer care, such as screening services, chemotherapy, radiotherapy, and pharmaceuticals. Compared to other areas of healthcare, oncology was well financed. Nevertheless, until the end of 2021, the cancer care system still faced severe challenges such as a lack of modern medical equipment, an excessive number of hospitals and insufficient competence of physicians. Although, until the end of 2021, the cancer care system in Ukraine was in the process of active development and notably the strategy for improving cancer care was under development. Thank you, Evgen. Um, so I think in general, I think it's also very important to keep in mind that the cancer care system in the Ukraine um, has not been really changed after gaining independence in 1991. But thereafter, there have been reforms, and especially, I mean, as Evgen already as well said, a focus on cancer care. Anyhow, I think especially the healthcare system in the, in the Ukraine cannot be seen and analyzed without the overall political environment. So let's just get the insights from Yevgen. What has changed since the attack in 2014 and finally in 2022 in terms of cancer care? After the revolution of dignity and subsequent change in the government, the Ukrainian healthcare system, including its oncology segment, faced significant changes too. Before that time, the cancer care system was embraced by the post-Soviet model of vertical delivery of medical care headed by the post of the so-called chief oncologist of Ukraine. The system was managed by the principles of obsolete clinical protocols, all and morally outdated medical equipment, high out-of-pocket payments, and exclusive access to medical care only to specific categories of people with so-called connections among authorities, physicians, decision-makers, etc. In 2020, the introduced healthcare financing reform for secondary and tertiary medical care drastically changed the cancer care delivery. Notably, the National Health Service of Ukraine elaborates on oncology packages with all needed interventions for qualified cancer care. 
it also determines a tariff for a child or adult care paid to a provider. Currently, the medical procurements of Ukraine state enterprise, this is a relatively new state agency responsible for public procurements in healthcare at the central level for state funds. So this agency procures medicines under the benefits package. At the end of 2021, the packages and list of the medicines public, publicly procured were significantly widened. After the full-scale Russian invasion of Ukraine, additional changes in the Ukrainian healthcare system were introduced. The most significant change for patients is the following. For example, before 2022, patients could obtain specialized oncology services only with the referral of a general practitioner. The procedure has been simplified today and patients may refer directly to the oncological hospital. The main change for hospitals is around the clusterization reform. According to the new approach, the network of healthcare facilities in the region, united into one hospital district, will be further divided into hospital clusters, considering such factors as borders of administrative and territorial units, geographical features of the region and the condition of highways, current and projected demographic indicators of the population, the structure of morbidity and mortality, optimal clinical roads of patients for timely access to medical and rehabilitation care based on the principles of evidence-based medicine and burden on medical workers and rehabilitation specialists. According to the types of medical care provided in the healthcare facilities of the hospital cluster, the network of healthcare facilities, facilities will be divided further into super cluster, cluster and general hospitals. As you can see, the reform is hugely about infrastructural and conceptual optimization. And what are the changes for business? Uh, the government simplified the procedure of marketing authorization, extended the validity of a marketing authorization certificate, and simplified the public procurement procedure. There have been quite a good number of changes and reforms happening within the healthcare system, and I think those have had also a big impact on cancer care in the Ukrainian environment anyhow and i think that's very important i think we have just and yevgen has just um, ended basically within the market access area so it will be very important how we could for example get into that kind of market access environment but before going to more the kind of procedural steps maybe firstly trying to understand and that is where yevgen will now do he's elaborating on the patient pathway of cancer patients in the ukraine generally the patient's first entry point is a general practitioner. Therefore, if a person has symptoms of oncology or is suspected of an oncological condition, one needs to contact a general practitioner to clarify the possible diagnosis and receive a referral to an oncologist. When a patient accesses the oncology hospital, the attending oncologist or a council of physicians works jointly to confirm or refute cancer, diagnose cancer, assess the clinical picture, conduct risk-benefit analysis, 
and elaborate a complex medical care interventions plan, such as radiotherapy, chemotherapy or surgery. Although, while treatment risks outweigh the patient's benefits, palliative care is usually prescribed. Such care could be provided either at the hospital or at home. In hospitals, palliative patients could obtain painkillers, psychological care, around-the-clock nursing care, lab tests, instrumental examination, specialized nutrition and intensive care. At home, the services are relevantly similar and could be provided by the general practitioner and mobile palliative care brigades. A nurse or relatives perform around-the-clock care after the training. So after we have now heard how patients basically get to the cancer care whenever they are diagnosed, it's still the question, and that's always what and where that market access episodes are being driven by is how could, for example, new therapies being made available, meaning how could they get market access? So the cool question is basically now again coming back to you again, how can new therapies be launched and made available in the Ukraine? And they're obviously as well thinking a bit about, for example, managed entry agreements made, for example, already as well some days before Russia has again attacked the Ukraine. There are several such options, some of them like regular hospital procurement, centralized procurement and cumulative procurement by the medical procurement of Ukraine are time-consuming and require inclusion either in various lists of drugs with approved effectiveness. Also, there are faster options like decentralized hospital procurement, managed entry agreements and compassionate use program. Starting with the decentralized hospital procurement, cancer drugs must only undergo marketing authorization to be procured under this channel. That is irregular procurement, which is performed only when healthcare facilities 100% fulfilled their needs and drugs listed in the National Essential Medicines list. Some regional programs may cover the costs for such medicines under the local budgets. Proceeding with managed entry agreements, drugs must undergo marketing authorization and HTA procedures to be liable for such an option. After that, marketing authorization holder negotiates with the Ministry of Health of Ukraine and the medical procurements of Ukraine on the procurement conditions. For example, Ministry of Health of Ukraine concluded such a contract concerning the drugs against spinal muscular atrophy risk diploma. Additionally, some oncology drugs are being procured in the recent future under negotiation procedure. Now about the compassionate use. This option was introduced in 2022 and involved providing severely ill patients with drugs at the stage of clinical trials free of charge. Under the program, patients are entitled to free access to medication that is approved for use according to the relevant indications or for which at least the second phase of clinical trials has been started in the United States, European Union, Australia, Canada, Japan or Great Britain, and for which there is sufficient safety and efficacy confirmation to assess the benefit-risk ratio. As of now, this option was not applied in Ukraine. 
So very interesting insights of a developing country um, with the Ukraine until obviously the invasion by Russia into the Ukraine. Very interesting also that Yevgen um, has managed the various different steps for market access um, in the cancer care environment in the Ukraine. I think very clearly, I think marketing authorization is the first step as in any kind of country. But then there's also the opportunity, for example, I mean, as he called it also in the, in the white paper by EIR Hub, the first option is a potentially even decentralized procurement by hospitals. This would then mean that the budget would basically need to come from regional programs. Otherwise, there's always a so-called health technology assessment being involved beforehand. I mean, he was not exploring so much and in many details how those HDAs are being conducted and who is finally as well evaluating that. But ultimately, he said already as well in the initial words that the evidence-based medicine criteria need to be met. Very interesting on that component, obviously, that evidence-based medicine is primarily being focusing on the evidence bit, so the clinical chapter, the clinical component of that. But then afterwards, obviously, as well, it would make sense to have a health economic part of that discussion. So budget impact, maybe as well cost effectiveness, but for sure budget impact, as we know as well from, let's say, similarly developed countries like the Ukraine so far. After that, there are then permanent MOH working groups by therapeutic areas, which is really very important because we know that also, again, from other countries, if there are no, let's say, experts in, within those groups who understand then the therapeutic area very well, that this could also lead to maybe not ideal kind of decisions because sometimes those experts, wannabe experts maybe even, uh, do not understand that area. So that's, I think, a very good point. And then there's obviously the kind of question, if the different criteria being met, then it's being listed. Hence, there's a centralized procurement by the MPU um, as well. The other options are as well the inclusion into the national formulary, again after HDA, and the inclusion to the national essential medicines list, which is another kind of point. And I think at the end of the day, I have not proven that by Yevgen yet, but what we know from other countries, that's especially also a lot of times a question on the price per package. And finally, very innovative as well, because even if you, let's say, compare the managed entry agreement options yet in other countries, it has not yet developed in the way we have maybe discussed that maybe 10, 12, 15 years ago. But the Ukraine is moving into that kind of field and has as well already reached some agreements. But as I already said in my introductory words, it was already difficult to record such a kind of episode with Yevgen, who is still located in the Ukraine, but for sure that's only a very, very minor kind of issue, and we have managed to do that. Thanks again to Yevgen and his flexibility. I think we cannot end the episode without again stating a couple of important, the most important things, especially for the Ukrainian population. Russia invaded Ukraine and continues killing Ukrainians to date. Roughly a year ago, it was February 24th, Russia brutally dared to launch the full-scale military invasion of Ukraine. And further facts, obviously, close to 13 million, probably even more, Ukrainians have been displaced. Tens of thousands of soldiers and civilians were killed by Russians. Russia occupied, at least for a momentum, 
roughly 20% of Ukrainian land. Russian severely damaged Ukrainian economy and infrastructure. We heard that already, especially also within the healthcare sector. And nobody can, let's say, forget about the really devastating pictures, figures, videos we have seen the last couple of months as well. 900 plus healthcare objects are damaged or destroyed. And that were just the figures we have just discussed based on the report Yevgen and his team has published. And we can only conclude, obviously, we stand with Ukraine and finally Ukraine will win. That was an episode of MAP, the market access podcast provided by Mars Market Access and Pricing Strategy, which is your healthcare consultancy in the German-speaking markets. MAP is available every second week with a new episode, so watch out. And in case you might have questions, contact me directly and or visit our website on www.marketaccess-pricingstrategy.de.